Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. Title of my message today is looking at what is will keep from what can be from happening. So let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want us to know. You want us to have revelation knowledge. You want us to know how to live in your kingdom and how to receive from you. And we just thank you and praise you that you're going to teach us that today. We love you. Give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So Jesus said to said that to me. He's so cool. He he just is so encouraging. And he said, looking at what is will keep from what can happen from happening. Because you're so looking at what is, you give it so much attention and you actually care for it and you make it bigger and bigger. You make that mountain bigger, it grows and it's stuck there it's in front of you and what we want to do is move it out of the way he said whatever you say to the mountain and so instead of looking at that mountain and making it bigger and letting it be in the way and the mountain of course is the problem whatever the problem is if we stop nursing that problem start taking care of it stop looking at it which makes us worry about it and just makes it bigger then instead of focusing on that, focus on the answer. Focus on what can be. Focus on the promises of God. That's what Jesus is saying to us today. He's saying, stop looking at the mountain, but move it out of the way and start looking at what can be. Isn't that cool? It's so exciting. He has so many neat ways of saying things so that we get it. And that's what he's saying. He's saying we're giving it too much attention. If you're sick, you're giving that sickness too much attention. Don't we do that? If you get sick, you go to the doctor, and then you take care of that sickness, and um, sometimes that sickness gets even worse, and then it lasts you a lifetime because you keep saying you have it, you take care of it, and you medicate it, and you just tend to it. And so it becomes a mountain. And one that you want to get out of the way because Jesus bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. By his stripes, we were healed. And so we tend to the word instead of tending to the sickness. We get the word in our heart. We meditate on the word. We look at the word, and that's how we receive from God, just believing that and giving that attention. You know, when you give the sickness attention, the sickness is just going to stay there. If you push it aside and give the Word of God your attention by speaking the Word of God, putting it in your heart, meditating it day and night, it's going to heal you. He sent His Word to heal you. And Jesus said, your faith makes you well. So it's not like Jesus is saying, no, I'm not going to do it this time. No, that mountain needs to stay there a while longer. No, you're just not going to get it this time. He already did it. He already bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He took stripes for your healing. Provision has already been made. But so to receive that, we have to hang on to it. We have to nurture it. The Word of God. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, by knowing God, by having understanding, by getting revelation knowledge, giving your, the Word of God your attention. The answer rather than the problem. So you tend to the answer. Proverbs says, My son, attend to my word, for it's life for those who find it, and health 
to a man's whole body. And so you tend to the Word, you meditate the Word, and also the Word is God. And so when you're looking at the Word of God, you're going to get to know God. And you're just going to know that healing is yours because He's going to encourage you like He's encouraging us today. He always gives us the Word so that we can be encouraged. And He is His Word, and He sounds like His Word, and that's the Word that He gives to us. Jesus said, what's in your heart is going to come out your mouth. In Proverbs, says, what you say is what you are. As a man thinks, so is he. And then Jesus said, whatever you say to the mountain, it's going to happen. Whatever you say. So you're in charge, really. Jesus left us in charge. He said, you're going to go and you're going to do what I did. You're going to do greater things. And you know, so much of the time I think greater things are doing something rather than sitting around and waiting for something to fall on us, because we think that. We think that God has to do it, but we really have to do it. We have to do the work of getting the Word in our heart and getting that faith and letting it grow up on the inside of us so that it comes out of our mouth, and when we speak to the mountain, we have that power for it to move, His power in us, because He said so because that's the way He said it works. And when you get in the Word of God and you get that understanding, you're not going to be sick anymore. You're not going to put up with it. But people just don't get it. They don't understand. They don't take the time to put into the Word of God, or maybe you're taking the time to put in the Word of God to get faith. You know, there's, there's categories of how we do things. But the thing that Jesus is saying today is when you get that Word in your heart, then keep focused on that. And move the mountain by stop feeding it. Stop giving it your attention. Stop planning for it. Stop making provision for it. Stop thinking that you are and acting like you are sick or whatever the problem is. You know, so many people have this depression issue. And to me, it looks so simple because of knowing the Word of God. And it's going to look simple to you, too, when you know the Word of God. And Proverbs says, as a man thinks, so is he. And um, Philippians tells us how to think. Corinthians tells us how to think. Philippians says, don't be anxious or um, you could say depressed, anxious about anything or fret. And to think on these things and to whatever is good, whatever is lovely and of good report. So when you're depressed, that's because you're thinking, what is? You're thinking that about the thing that's right in front of you, the thing that you see, and the problem that you see, or what he said to you, or what she said to you, or what he did to you. And you're thinking about that rather than thinking about, I forgive them. They don't know what they do. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. When you grow in the Lord, when you put that word in your heart, you're going to forgive. And that depression isn't going to be able to hang on hang on you because you're going to be thinking the Word of God. You're going to be thinking what God said and doing what God did, just like Jesus said, I only say and do what my Father says to do. And if He can forgive, we surely can forgive. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. And because He knew, you know, He had revelation knowledge. People hurt us because they're hurting. You know, if somebody in your life is hurting you and you need to forgive them, God's going to give you the revelation, knowledge, and the power 
Um, but first, I want to say it's going to give you wisdom to know why that person is acting the way they are, and really, they're hurt, and they don't need, and they need Jesus. And um, as Christians, you know, we're to go to God and get that insight, and then His power, His strength to forgive, and that sets you free. And um, depression is a lot about that. It's either that or dwelling on um, your circumstances. And um, instead of going to God to be relieved of that pressure that's on you, which is from the enemy, um, sometimes we just go to other things and just don't just feel overwhelmed and like we can't handle it. Without God, we can't handle anything. Jesus said, you got to be connected to the vine. And when you're connected to your source, you're going to be able to overcome anything. And so when you keep your focus on Him and what He can do and that He's your source and He's in love with you and you do have an answer, your help comes from the Lord, then you're not going to be focused on all these other things around you. So if you have cancer and you focus on that cancer, it's going to grow. If you're depressed and you focus on that depression, it's going to grow. If you're broke and you focus on that, it's going to grow. And if you go the other route and focus on the Word of God and what God said, by His stripes we were healed. My God meets all my needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. We need to go to Him in everything and keep our focus on that. You know, if you can just see this this um, narrow path that we're to take, that's how you take that path without letting anything else in from the sides. God was showing me this white room. It had four walls, and He wanted me to talk about it today. I kept getting that picture in my mind, and He said that we're so stuck in there because we don't know what to do. And we're not going to Him for wisdom and revelation knowledge. And part of the reason for that is because we, we've been taught that God is a mystery. But the Word of God doesn't say that. He said He's a mystery for those that don't want to know. If you're a Christian, God shouldn't be a mystery to you. And you can go to Him and you can ask for wisdom. Um, in James, it says that you can ask God for wisdom, and He gives to all liberally without fault-finding. And so, He's not holding out on you, but He's asking you to open that door. Um, you're in this, this white room. It, it's a square white room. You're stuck there, but when you open the door and come out and just get on that narrow path, then you're going to have everything that you need to walk in the place of what you're believing for. You're not going to be stuck. And you know what? God is saying He's coming. You know, we're believing for a revival, but His plan is for us to be a part of that revival. So when we believe the impossible, when we believe the impossible and we stay on that narrow path and stop looking at what is, that brings Him glory, which is what He wants me to talk about as well. You know, He said to me, He said, impossible is normal for me. And he said, I want it to be normal for you, for us. He said, it's a normal thing for me to believe the impossible, to make things that aren't so good, good, or the bad to good. God said, let there be light when it was dark. He wanted a family, so he created a family. And he's asking us not to just look at that mountain 
and keep it in our way, but to move it aside, to come out of that square room, come out of that box, and believe the impossible and make it normal in your life. Make it normal. Make the impossible normal in your life. Just practice believing the impossible. Practice, that's why I feel like he's saying to us today, to, for me to tell you and what he said to me. Practice um, walking down that narrow path and believing that impossible thing and stop practicing looking at what is. You know, once he said to me, my son um, was walking because we were believing he was healed, and so he was having faith action, but he was complaining about pain in his back. And God said, tell him to stop saying what is. And so when he said to me the other day, stop looking at what is, that so goes together. Because if you stop looking at what is, you're going to stop saying what is, just like we talked about. You're going to put the word in your heart, and you're going to, what can be, you're going to put in your heart, and then um, it's just going to come out your mouth and it's going to come out your actions because you got it in your heart. You know, if you, if you are in a crisis right now and you get the Word of God in your heart day and night, day and night, it's just going to grow up on the inside of you and you're going to talk it and it's going to be, you're going to act it, it's going to be. And it's so much easier that way if, and, because if you don't give Him any time, if you don't give the Word any time, it's a struggle and you're fighting to believe. But when you give it enough time, it's just going to grow on the inside of you. And that impossible thing is going to be possible in your life. It's going to look possible because you put so much time in hearing the truth, hearing the Word. So that's what God is saying to us today. Live in the impossible instead of living in the normal. Um, my son has been fishing with um, another guy and um, the guy fishes all the time. That's his thing, that's what he does. And so when he's instructing um, my son and a few things, um, Trent was telling me that, my son is Trent, he was telling me that he just makes it look so easy because he does it all the time. And um, instantly made me think of my message and Jesus just makes it easy. It's easy for him. He does it all the time. He believes it, he walks in it, he lives that way. And that's what he's asking us to do, to live in the impossible, to bring the impossible into um, uh, this realm, to bring the spiritual into this physical realm by our faith, by believing, by practicing and living in that impossible realm and making it natural. He wants us to just make it natural. And the way you do that is you look only at what can be and not what it is. Not what is. Block out what is. Get rid of it. Get it out of your thinking. Stop giving it attention and put your mind on Him and what can be. And be a part of what He's doing. Be a part of His kingdom. That's what He's calling us to do. That's what He's asking us to do today, to represent Him, to only say and do what the Father would say and do. Get your mind on those things instead of on the things that you can see in this natural realm. And you know, so if you never ask Jesus to come on the inside of you, it starts with that. In Revelation, he said he's already knocking at the door of your heart. I don't think it's a mistake that you're listening today. And he wants to come in. He said he'll come in when you invite him in. And so when you invite him in, 
He's going to come in and he's going to live on the inside of you and he's going to teach you his way. And it's a whole different way to live. It's not just a prayer to get to heaven. I like to say that because so many people think they can just say this prayer and walk away and live like they lived before. But that's not true. We, we're making a commitment. We're asking Jesus to come live on the inside of us. And then we have to be committed to know him and know how his kingdom operates so we can bring it to pass, so we can be a part of what he's doing. And so you can pray that prayer anytime. It's nothing fancy. You just ask him to come live on the inside of you and be your God and be committed to him and ask him to help you to grow, to be like him. And then you commit to that time in the word of God. You commit to that time to get to know him. So I would like to offer to pray that prayer with you right now, if you'd like to. It's very simple. As I said, all you have to do is say, Dear Jesus, I thank you and praise you that you love me, that you laid down your life for me, and that you want to come and live on the inside of me and share all that you did with me. And I'm just asking you now just to come and live on the inside of me and be my God and make yourself real to me. In Jesus' name. That's all there is to it. All you have to do is believe and then ask. And so we thank you, Lord. We praise you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. He's so good. He's so in love with you. If you said that prayer, I'd love it so much if you let me know. Look at the word because he is his word, John 1, 1. And then be a part of his business. Be a part of his kingdom. Just commit to that. Give it time. And stop looking and yeah, stop looking at what is and start looking at what can be. Thanks so much for listening today and God bless you.